Greetings and welcome back to City-Based Discipling. Part 3 of our series of talks on uh, studying your Bible, reading your Bible. Thanks for tuning in. It's good to know that you're there. Tonight, in part 3 of our Bible study series, I will give you some Bible background and some beginner tips. I'll also show you the basic devotional Bible study, as well as some other kinds of studies that you can do. And finally, I'll close with some further tips about resources. But before we dive into the content, let's just bring this to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for yet again an opportunity to be trained in the way that we should go. We pray, Lord, to ask you for wisdom and knowledge, insight and understanding tonight. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd help us to see what needs to be seen, hear what needs to be heard, and say what needs to be said. We commit this time to you, Lord, for the glory of your name. And Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I forbid the enemy from stealing a single word of truth that will be spoken in this message tonight. And God's people agreed and said, Amen. By way of introduction, the renowned theologian Rick Renner teaches that every time you study the Bible with the right heart, you will definitely learn something. The more you find out what the Bible says, the more you will benefit. For example, you will know more easily where to read for what situation. If you're anxious or despairing or just needing answers or someone around you is needing help. So definitely reading every time will cause you to grow. Here are some tips on the background of the Bible. This is a supernatural book. It's as relevant today as when it was first written. In the words of this book, we encounter God and he reveals himself to us. We come to know his amazing love for us. Through the centuries, millions have risked their lives to have their own Bible. And in fact, millions have died trying to do that. The Bible begins in Genesis by telling how God created everything, including human beings, and how sin and death first came into the world to destroy God's perfect creation. But then the Bible unfolds God's wonderful plan to give eternal life to all who believe in Jesus. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, the Bible already predicts his birth. The Bible then goes on to tell the amazing story of Jesus' life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, and his promise of coming again to fetch all who believe in him 
to be with him forever in heaven. I encourage you to read for yourself God's message of hope and peace, of truth and life. This amazing book written for you personally. So now the first part for tonight is just some tips for all of us as we start out. Point number one, you do not need Greek and Hebrew knowledge to understand scripture. Point number two, H.A. Force in his book, Effective Bible Study, says this, Bible study is not so much a technique as a spirit. It is the spirit of eagerness seeking the mind of God, the spirit of humility ready to listen to the voice of God, and the spirit of adoration resting in the holy presence of God. Point number three, be real. Wanting to deepen your relationship with Jesus. Point four. Read every day. Keep a record of what you learn. And as we said in a previous talk. Bounce your impressions and your insights off of a mentor. Point number five. Always pray to God to show you what the words mean, and to help you apply them. Pray that you will be open to the truth, even if you don't like it. Point number six. Remember to read slowly and do not be in a hurry to move on to the next topic. Stick with it until God deals with your particular situation, weakness, problem, fault, question, whatever the case may be. Point number seven, do not be legalistic and just read to tick off on a Bible reading plan. Point number eight, don't be shy to use the index for page numbers. And don't be shy to look up words. Point number nine. Don't expect to understand everything. Just keep going. As I told you before, I've walked a long way with the Lord. And there are still tons that I just don't understand. Point number ten. If you're really starting out. Start with the book of John, then Matthew, Mark, Luke, the book of Acts, then read the rest of the New Testament. Then go into the Old Testament and read Proverbs and Psalms and then the rest of the Old Testament. Maybe we can put one or two introductory reading plans on the church's Facebook page can be done. Point number 11. If you want to, you can mark your Bible in different colors 
for different things. For example, God's promises, verses that stand out to me, areas I need to work on, things that encourage me, and so forth. Point number 12. Use margin notes in your Bible. Write them in the margin with the date. Point number 13. Remember that the Word of God will test you. Every promise has a test. Just stand on the Word until the test has passed. James chapter 1 verse 8 warns that if we are double-minded, we will get nothing from God. Double-minded means one day I believe it, the next day I don't believe it, and then I believe again, and then I don't know what to believe, and then the last point, number 14. Remember this. Use the interpretation rules. Make it a discipline. Make it a habit. One verse on its own can be very deceiving. So now, we come to the basic devotional Bible study. All Bible studies basically follow the same format, which is commonly called the 4R method. I'm going to list them, and then we'll come back and unpack them. Number one, read. Number two, reflect. Number three, respond. Number four, request. Let's look at them one by one. Read. What is the context of the verse you're reading or the passage you're reading? Who is speaking? To whom is he speaking? Why? What is he addressing in the talk? What problems were they facing? Ask yourself, can I paraphrase this passage that I've just read? Number two, reflect. Meditate on this passage. And if it takes you a while to do it, that's fine. Ask yourself, what does this passage mean? Is there a command in it? Is there a promise in it? Is there a principle in it? that I need to take note of. Point number three, respond. Do not just hear the word and let it go. You must respond to it. How do I apply this in my life? Note that down with the date. Make the decision there and then prayerfully to change. And plan how your change will happen in your life. Number four, request. Pray for God's help to make the change and to grow into that new area of your life. Here's a list of the five P's 
of Bible study, just to bring a bit more clarity to the 4R method. Number one, position yourself to hear from God. Have you confessed? Have you received forgiveness? Are you in the right mind? Have you quietened your heart? Number two, pour over the passage. That means slowly seeking all the detail that you can glean out of it. Can you paraphrase it? Write it down in your notebook. Number three, pull out all the spiritual principles. Is there a command, a promise, an attribute of God, an attitude adjustment that I need? And so on. Number four, pose the question. How am I doing on these principles or with this command or this attitude, as the case may be? Number five, plan your obedience and pray for help to change. Position, pour, pull, pose and plan. That's the normal everyday kind of Bible study. There are also some other kinds of studies that you can do. You might want to apply the 4R study to a whole book. Let's say Habakkuk. Read the introduction to the book. That'll give you a lot of information. And then read through the book applying the 4R method, the five Ps that I've just given you. That's one method. It's a book at a time. Another kind of Bible study is a topical Bible study. When you pick a particular topic that's important or that you need to research at this given time. Let's say love or forgiveness or generosity or gossip or racism. Pick a topic. Use a concordance to find every scripture in the Bible that deals with that topic and then begin to prayerfully study those individual scriptures applying the usual 4R method and the 5P method. Another kind of study you might find interesting is to study a character a Bible character like David or Mary or whoever, Judas. Or... Read every scripture in the Bible about that person. Learn their story. Learn the lessons from their lives. Learn about their strengths, their weaknesses, etc. And see how these relate to you where you're at and what lessons you need to learn from these people. Everything there is for us to learn from. I made a list here of some other kind of studies that you can do. All of these you will find on YouTube and they're all done on a similar basis. 
first one is soap. You see each lesson, each letter. First one stands for scripture. The O stands for observe what scripture says. The A is to apply to your life. And the P is to pray for help. So they all basically follow the same method. Here are some others. There's a feast study. F-E-A-S-T. There's an easy study. There's a grow study. But you can research those for yourselves and you'll find them all on YouTube. So for now, I'd like to give you a few more thoughts about resources. I recommend certain Bibles to you as a person starting out. The New King James, the ESV, English Standard Version, the NLT, the New Living Translation. I recommend those. They're very accurate and very easy to read. The Old King James is by far the sure word, the best that there is, the closest transaction, uh, translation of the original. But for someone starting out, it's very difficult to get into. For deeper study, I've got some resources with me here. You might want to try the Amplified Bible, quite a thick one. It's the one that Joyce Meyer loves and uses. And it gives all the various meanings, the various pictures of what the words mean. And so you can get a whole basket full of pictures that helps you to come to an interpretation of that verse. I'd also recommend any life application Bible to be added to your normal Bible. A life application is somebody else's interpretation of the Bible. But it's also very good. You get a lot of knowledge out of that and a lot of hints and tips and it's just such a great buy. When it comes to a Bible dictionary, you get small ones like this. You get very big ones. The one that I would recommend to you is the Webster's Bible Dictionary. If you can get hold of that, if you can afford it, it is a great one. For those of you who have walked further with the Lord, if you want to do some deeper study, you can look out for Kittel Theological Dictionary of the New Testament, written by German authors, Kittel, K-I-T-T-E-L. Brilliant. Concordances we've spoken about are books that note down and list every word that's in the Bible. And they give you some information about it, what it means and how many times it's used in Scripture and every Scripture where it's used. It's an absolute place to find information. Now, this is a concordance. A little like that. But this is also a concordance. 
It's exhaustive and exhausting. But this one also includes what are known as lexicons. All the Hebrew words into English and all the Greek words into English. There's also a dictionary. There's a whole lot of stuff in here. This is a library on its own. Some other resources that you can get. These are still on CD, showing you how old they are. I got them a long time ago, but they're still available in different formats. There's a whole library package. This is Logos. It's about 220 books, Bibles, commentaries, dictionaries, all in one package that you can make use of. Download the modern version and buy it. As I said, if it's affordable to you. Here's another one. A pastor's library, also written by Logos. This one's about, I think, 4,000 books. It's a library that you will just study for the rest of your life, all in one box. You see, there's so much available out there. Some other kinds of studies that you get. You can get a book on the whole Bible in general. There's one by Henrietta Mears, What the Bible is All About. Beautiful book. There's this kind of thing. There's smaller books and larger books on Bible basics, taking topics and a whole lot of other information, but dealing with the whole Bible, the total context in one go. You might be looking for topical Bibles, topical help, topical deeper study. You can get books on that deal with just a particular topic like this one that deals with finances. You can find others that serve as commentaries and help you to study a specific book in the Bible. They're all there. They're all available. There are books of various study helps. For example, this one will teach you how to learn the basics of New Testament uh, history, New Testament Greek. You will be able to learn something about it. It's all Greek to me. There's this kind of a book, a history of the New Testament, shows you how it was all put together. There is so much out there. Now, that's enough. As regards digital downloads, there's beautiful stuff. I recommend three to you that are absolutely free of charge. Number one is E-Sword. Capital E and then Sword, as in Sword of the Spirit. The second one is Bible Gateway. There's a website, Bible Gateway, where you can download that resource free of charge. And the third one, which many people use, is the U version. You'll find that on your normal Play Store. You'll find them there on your App Store. 
The U version, the thing I really enjoy about it is it has wonderful, modern, relevant reading plans on absolutely every subject. So that's it. Now in closing, I just want to say this. Although this series has been kept short because of time constraints, it has been a real honor and a privilege to serve you. I have had fun. I've also learned in putting these notes together. I hope you have derived some benefit from these talks. Maybe in the future we can go a bit deeper into these matters. So please do not hesitate to contact me, WhatsApp me, phone me, whatever. If you have questions or if you'd like the notes to these talks. If you have missed something, be sure to watch the video again. Keep it. And remember this. Bible study is the greatest adventure of your life. And that's it. I've said what I needed to say. So now please remember to tune in to our online service on Sunday at 9 a.m. I thank you, Dion, and the leadership for this opportunity. Let's just seal this series in a word of prayer. Father, as we come to the end of these three sessions, I thank you for your truth. I thank you that the truth will always change the facts, but the facts can never change the truth. Your word is sure. It is true. We can build our lives on it. And I thank you. Again, I ask, Lord, that you lay hold of us. Take us from where we are. Put a passion for your word into our hearts, Lord. Draw us to yourself. Help us to go on from here to become well established and rightly able to divide the word of truth, that we be not ashamed, we be not ignorant, and that we can live making wise decisions. For we are yours and you are ours. I seal this now, Father, and again I forbid the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ, from interfering in any way with the truth that has been shared over these three weeks. And so, folks, that's me. I'm done. Good night. God bless you. Remember, I love you. Don't be shy to contact me. Anyone else, the leadership, don't be shy. Contact the church office. There's plenty of help available. Good night.